God gave every human being free will, but only in the last two centuries have we really understood what enormous blessing that is. Through free will and the free competitive system, the whole world has just blossomed out until we should, we're living in the most glorious period of all world history. Welcome to the Acton Vault podcast, a product of the Acton Institute for the Study of Religion and Liberty. I'm Eric Cohn, executive producer. Today's episode is a brief one and takes us back in time to 2000 and the remarks from Sir John Templeton at the Acton Institute's annual dinner. It was at this dinner that Templeton was awarded the inaugural Acton Institute Faith and Freedom Award for his contributions to civil society as a pioneering philanthropist with wisdom to understand the tremendous role of faith in the course of human history. Beginning a Wall Street career in 1937, he created some of the world's largest and most successful international investment funds. Templeton, a member of the Presbyterian Church, was known for starting mutual funds annual meetings with a prayer. Templeton was knighted Sir John by Queen Elizabeth II in 1987 for his many accomplishments. One of these was creating the world's richest award, the $1 million plus Templeton Prize for progress toward research or discoveries about spiritual realities, presented annually in London since 1972. Because of his vision, the John Templeton Foundation continues to give away about $40 million a year, especially to projects, college courses, books, and essays on the benefits of cooperation between science and religion. In 2003, the Templeton Foundation committed to a generous pledge to launch the Templeton Freedom Awards program with the Atlas Network. Since that time, Atlas has presented these awards and grants to outstanding think tanks working to improve the public understanding of freedom. The Acton Institute has won two Templeton Freedom Prizes. You can find additional resources in the show notes for this episode, as well as previous episodes on our website at acton.org slash podcast. If you like this program, you can help us reach even more listeners by sharing it with a friend and by leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We welcome your comments as well. Acton Vault is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Thank you for that introduction, uh, Larry. And I'm honored to be with each of you tonight and to be able to have the honor to introduce uh, John Templeton. And uh, he's been a part of my life for more than 20 years when I called him up uh, just out of the blue and said, you know, I've recently invited the Lord to come in to be chairman of the board of my life, and I need a little guidance as to how you incorporate your faith in your uh, investment business. So he was nice enough to invite me to come to Princeton where we were meeting. And, counseled me a little bit, and we've been friends uh, ever since. So I've watched many of the things that he's said and written. And one of the things that impressed me quite a bit was the fact that he said, there are in existence spiritual laws. And our task as human beings is to discover what those spiritual laws are, and then to make a commitment to live by them. And that's a challenge uh, for all of us, of course. And, and he lives that in so many ways by his humble approach to life, 
But before going through all the accolades, I, I have a few anecdotes about his childhood life, which I think you'd find kind of amazing. At age 10, he wired his family house in 1922 for electricity. And he and his brother came up with some experiments, which they'd bring their friends in and make their hair stand up on end. And apparently, there were some very rude shocks, which gave him a great respect for electricity and the, and the physics of that. When he was about 12, he discovered a farmer had an old car in the barn, which he bought for $10, had it towed to his house. He and his eighth grade buddies found two other cars. And over about six months, they kept cannibalizing. And they finally got this car that at age 12, they were able to ride on the roads. And he, every third trip, he'd successfully make it to the town six miles away. And so that was a, a little ingenuity that he had there. He found out that everybody loved fireworks at 4th of July. So he got this distributor selling this massive amount of fireworks. And he'd sell it to his friends, make a profit at a very young age, and sold magazines to finance his way through Yale uh, School. And his supervisor told him, now look, he said, if you run from house to house, when you appear, you'll be so out of breath, and you'll have this air of excitement that you'll sell a lot more. And so he was able to get through <laughs> Yale because of that. <laughs> now, uh, he, he's a man that uh, has a lot of spiritual knowledge and, uh, and has the capacity, because of God's blessing, to spend $30 million a year helping people further the understanding of God and knowledge by linking the study of religion and science. And in his own prayer life, uh, I was uh, interested to hear that he says, you know, when I thank God, I thank him for both blessings and adversity. Because it's only through adversity that we grow. And how hard is that for us to, to really do? But, but John Templeton, I think, uh, is a role model for all of us to help us understand that. Now, he was explaining the other day to me that he couldn't figure out why in the world people were so excited about this non-alcoholic beer. What's the deal with this non-alcoholic beer, he said. He said, the other day, though, I have to admit, he said, I had two sharps back to back. Suddenly, I found myself craving a candy cigarette. <laughs> now, if you think I made that up, I did. <laughs> But uh, why don't you join me, please, in, in welcoming uh, John Marks Templeton. <laughs> Sir John Marks Templeton, we honor you here this evening because your life stands as a dramatic example for others concerned with the purposes of faith and freedom. You have been a shining success in each of your endeavors, always in unique and innovative ways. A, fin a financial genius, genius touted as one of the authentic heroes of Wall Street, you explored paths your colleagues never dreamed of, yet would later follow in droves. Even greater achievement was to follow your use of the fruits of this entrepreneurial genius, a pioneering philanthropist with wisdom to understand the tremendous role of faith in the course of human history, you have captured the attention of a world in desperate need of the ideas and concepts upon which you have built your legacy. Tonight, the Acton Institute proudly recognizes your innumerable contributions to civil society by awarding you the Faith and Freedom Award. Sir John, we're delighted to present this, the first Faith and Freedom Award in recognition of your exemplary commitment to faith and freedom through civic, business, and religious life.
Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, Foster. Since he thought up stories about me, let me tell you one about Foster. The oldest uh, program of Templeton Foundations is to give an award larger than Nobel in order to say to the world that progress in spiritual information is more beneficial than progress in medicine or chemistry or physics or anything else. So when we set this up 30 years ago, in order to make it larger than Nobel, we gave 70,000 British pounds. But we didn't know at the time that a large part of the endowment money for Nobel was managed by Foster Freeze. <laughs> so now this year, we have to give 700,000 pounds to stay ahead of them. I'm extremely pleased. I consider it a, a blessing and a, a, a great honor to be receiving an award from one of the greatest organizations I know, the Acton Institute. It's really a lesson that if you do well, you, if you do good, you do well. The Acton Institute started only 10 years ago, and look how it's blossomed out. Look how it's respected, influential, more and more all the time, because it does good. Now, the fact that you have such a large and distinguished audience here tonight is testimony to it. But having a career in investments, I'll make a prediction on it, and that is that the growth of the next 10 years will be even greater than the rate of growth of the past 10 years for the Acton Institute. Why? It may be that it is working in accord with God's purposes. It may be that it receives blessings because it's doing something that is in tune with the infinite. For example, God gave every human being free will, but only in the last two centuries have we really understood what enormous blessing that is. Through free will and the free competitive system, the whole world has just blossomed out until we should we're living in the most glorious period of all world history. And we should be overwhelmingly grateful that God allowed each of us to live in the most glorious period of world history. But again, maybe that's only the beginning. It's quite possible that our grandchildren a century from now will look back with real pity at how little we knew we know so little compared to what we need to know. Let's take an example. It was only about two centuries ago that Michael Faraday began to experiment with lodestones and with lightning and developed the understanding of electromagnetism. Faraday could not possibly have told you what that would lead to. He could not have understood that it would lead to the telegraph and the telephone and the radio and the television and the internet now all over the world. And we're about that same stage now in the use of freedom, the use of free competition to encourage progress. So it's a reasonable prediction that over the next century, the rate of progress will be even more rapid than it was in the past century. 
And in the past century, so many things multiplied over a hundredfold. Knowledge in medicine over a hundredfold. The quantity of, of travel over a hundredfold. The communications over a hundredfold. Everywhere you look, take mutual funds, for example, like Foster Freeze, is recently, 70 years ago, the total amount in all mutual funds on Earth was only one billion. Now, Foster sometimes takes in a billion in a single day into mutual funds. That type of progress is possible because of free competition, because people are allowed and are encouraged by free competition to invent, to innovate. Now, that is the, uh, it's the mystery or the glory of God that he's allowed human beings to be an agent for this invention, for this acceleration of divine creativity. God is constantly creating, and it seems to be creating faster and faster, and using human beings as a helper for the acceleration of creativity. And one of the things I think you can say is that an organization like Acton, who is helping more people all over the world to understand this, will be an agent for God, an agent for helping God's purposes for humanity to accelerate divine creativity. Particularly, and lastly, I'd like to say that there's so few people yet in the world who understand the two big advantages of free competition. One is that it enriches the poor. Uh, regret, regretfully, not a lot of clergymen think of it that way, and neither do a lot of academics or, or just other people either. So it is an easily established fact that free competition does multiply our invention and therefore multiply uh, the, the standard of living so that now the people we classify as poor are living better than the nobility could have lived two centuries ago. Those nations who have had the greatest amount of freedom uh, have the poor people earning, er, living on a higher standard than the, the highest standard. Let's take South Korea and North Korea. The, the most poor sec, uh, one quarter of South Korea is far better off than the top one quarter of North Korea because North Korea did not allow free competition. So free competition is a, a blessing. I think it could be said it's a blessing for God, and therefore the Acton Institute is an instrument of God, is a helper in God's creativity. Let's all give thanks. As always, thank you for listening. Our team loves putting this podcast together for you. It's encouraging to hear from our listeners. Feedback is incredibly important to us because it lets us know what you'd like to hear more of, including the kinds of topics you're interested in most. If you have comments, feedback, or ideas for a show topic or interesting guest, you can email our team at producer at Until next week, for Acton Vault, I'm Eric Cohn.